DJ and PK. It is time to talk NFL draft with a former Aggie quarterback. Oddly, a former Aggie quarterback was selected in the first round of the draft. It's not the quarterback we're talking to. Riley, good morning. Hey, man, why don't we let that song play a little longer? That's a good song you guys were breaking in here with. I like that. There you go. There you go. Well, the reason we didn't let it play longer is we wanted to have more time for you to share your genius with the listening audience. <laughs> you know, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Jordan Love to the cool. Packers. Is it a good fit, a great fit, a poor fit? You have reservations. You are excited. A combination of all of the above? Co- combination of all of the above. N- number one. I don't think it's any secret, and I don't think anybody, I don't even think if Jordan Love was sitting here right now that he would tell you that last year was a, was a great reflection on, on his ability to play quarterback. Now, two years ago, unstoppable, unbelievable. There's a lot of different reasons that we can debate that. There's a lot of different reasons um, that, that possibly his play went down last year compared to two years ago. But I'll, I'll say this. There, there were some things that concerned me last year, and I really felt like he pressed all last year. I felt like he, he was a, a typical person that he had the mindset that he, was, he, he wanted to play in the NFL, and there was a lot of throws that I felt like he was just pressing to be a little bit better than he was the year before, and it really kind of snowballed him in, a, in an interesting way. Now, does that mean he's not a good quarterback? It doesn't to me. And that's where I think the pick with the Green Bay Packers becomes really, really an interesting pick for me because he gets a chance to learn from a future Hall of Famer. He gets the chance to kind of ease his way into the NFL, learn the game a little bit more, settle, settle himself down and realize that, that he belongs in the NFL so that when he does start, he won't be forcing and he won't be doing some of those mistakes that he made last year. Now, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Aaron Rodgers also slipped in the first round. One of his biggest complaints was that Brett Favre didn't do anything to, to guide him, to help him, to help develop him, or any of those things. And I just get the impression, and this, this is just me from the outside in, I don't get the feeling that it's going to be all, you know, hugs and high fives, uh, no pun intended, during the coronavirus with, with, with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't get the impression that he's the type of personality that's going to be super welcoming to a first-round draft pick that could perhaps be taking his job as well. Yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about as far as I view it as it's not Rodgers' role to mentor him. It's Rodgers' role to compete with him and to drive up the level of competition. And conversely, if I'm the coaches of the Packers, the offensive staff, I want Jordan Love coming here thinking, hey, I'm looking to play. I'm not just looking to come in here and be somebody's backup for four or five years because if Rodgers plays as long as he wants, that's what it could end up being. I'm looking like... I want it to be a Steve Young situation where I'm looking to play and eventually, buddy, Aaron Rodgers, if you want to play in this league, you're going to have to get traded. That's the mindset I would want Jordan Love to have. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, all, all things point to that Jordan Love is a great person. He's a humble kid. He's a person that's liked in the locker room and around that campus up at Utah State. People, people love this guy, and, and so if he has the right people in his ear and he comes in with the right attitude, 
then regardless of how Aaron Rodgers responds, it can be a positive for him. But it is going to be an interesting situation. I'll be watching it very closely because, you know, it's, you, you have I, – I don't think that anybody that's worth their salt, even if they're on a terrible college football team, isn't trying to compete to win and isn't trying to compete to win a position. So it's not like any of these quarterbacks that go and sit for a couple of years are ever sitting there going, oh, well, I mean, this guy's way better than me. And I don't think that's going to be Jordan Love's mindset. But it would be nice to have just a workable relationship, you know, in that locker room. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens. Where, where The other part where I think the Green Bay – uh, fit for Jordan Love is really, really interesting. Is you have a young coach in Matt Lafleur who runs a similar offense to what um, Jordan Love was running two years ago with Matt Wells and company. And I, and I think that this this system that Green Bay is trying to run and the idea of being able to go fast and then maybe bring it off a little bit, and then go fast and bring it off, is something that really suits his skill set. Getting up to the line of scrimmage, getting up and and helping Jordan Love to make plays before defenses can really get set and pin their ears back and really come after him is going to be something that really is his strong suit and and he might bring some things to the table that Aaron Rodgers doesn't, as Aaron came from a little bit of a different era in football that wasn't doing that quite as much. So I think this is a very very signature Matt Lafleur pick in my opinion, and this could be. Really, really interesting to see how he flourishes in the system. That last thing, okay, that I think would be encouraging, that it's a similar offense to what he ran under Matt Wells a year ago. So, okay, that that could be a positive. As far as the whole um, mentoring aspect of this, I feel like it gets a little overblown here. Now, certainly, if a club leader, uh, you know, which a starting quarterback is, mocks you and tears you down and belittles you and humiliates you, you know, that, that's a major negative. If that's going on, that's a problem. But largely, I would assume that Aaron Rodgers is going in there and there are meetings and there are practices and Jordan Love's got access to all of that. And the thing that ex-NFL players say when they come back here if they've you know, played at one of the local schools here, and you ask them what the difference is, and they'll tell you, one, everything's faster, and two, because of that, the level of detail and precision is unbelievable. It's, it's light years in front of what they did in college. These guys have 40 hours a week to spend as a full-time job, and they work more than that, right? But from the weights to the nutrition to watching the film for little tells that tip you about what's coming so you can play a little faster because you know, because you see something that triggers it, a college player is going to get exposed to that. And as long as he's not attacking you, you get to sit right in that quarterback room and basically download his brain and the quarterback coach's brain and the offensive coordinator's brain. Ask questions, watch film. That seems like a huge advantage, regardless of how much the guy wants to help you or not. No, I, I, I think that's an advantage. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I just, I mean, all those things that you're talking about, about attacking and, and being snarky and maybe being a little passive-aggressive, yeah. I could see that happening. I don't know why. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a great quarterback. I, but his personality sometimes is a little bit pouty. Sometimes it's a little bit passive aggressive in the in the media. So I, that's where I'm a little bit interested. That's that's where I think that maybe this could be problematic. Now, I, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know that Jordan Love can't handle that either, right? So it's not not that you can't handle that situation, but the ideal situation would be somebody like Peyton Manning, who who is kind of a coach in the room too and realizes that there's guys behind him, but has enough confidence in himself to say, there's no way this sorry dude can replace me. I'm going to help him get as good as he can, and then <laughs> later in life we'll be friends and laugh about it. So I, it's, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I've been in rooms where quarterbacks hate each other i've been in rooms where quarterbacks are super symbiotic and and very nice to each other and but also really competed and i think the ideal situation is where everybody can get along but make no mistake about it i'm trying to take your job right yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about do you think that it puts any more pressure on jordan the fact that the packers traded up to get him and gave up some assets I mean, I mean, maybe just in a young mind, like, oh wow, they really traded up for me. But I think if you're, if you're, if like I said, I, I mean, it depends on the people that are around Jordan Love. If you've got the right people around you, saying, hey man, you just need to go in and you need to play football and you need to do your thing. Look, Jordan Love has some arm strength and and some quirkiness to him when he's when he's running around in the backfield, changing it into a backyard game. That is that is really really interesting to me. It's it's going to be really interesting. He also has, and this is where you guys were talking earlier, and this is true. Every NFL player that I've talked to, when they talk about the difference between college football and pro football, it's speed, right? Well, there was there was some some games where I couldn't believe how late Jordan Love threw the ball. Right, he's got to learn, or he's got to be able to recognize defenses a little bit quicker. And get that ball off and let his natural ability take over because when he's standing there and you're and you're warming up or if you're playing seven on seven or if you're just throwing routes on air, he's going to look amazing. Where he didn't look amazing sometimes last year was late processing and and not throwing the ball on time and waiting for a receiver to get open before he threw it instead of throwing a receiver open. And so he's going to have to work on some things and this is a great opportunity for him to do that. The speed of the game is going to be important for him to pick up. Um, obviously, tapping into Aaron Rodgers is going to be important for him. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. But I think, like like we started this conversation, I'm a little bit of everything with this pick. I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little bit nervous for him. I'm a little bit intrigued by it. I think there's all kinds of storylines that could evolve out of this draft pick. You know how we feel about storylines. We love them. Oh, you do? You do? Yeah. You, you like those? <laughs> yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the air we breathe, right? Right. right hey, right, this right. team's going to come in and win 70 to nothing. Well, that's just boring. I don't care. Right. Exactly. You want, you, you want something like brothers are playing against each other or somebody's dating somebody's girlfriend. You know, it's all <laughs> Look that at you. Is there an issue we need to know about, Riley? What happened at Snow no, College? No. Tell me, about, no, no, no. tell me about that Badger soap opera. <laughs> hey man, don't hey, listen. I know that we make fun of the opposite sex for reading People magazine for the truth, but there's no question that Sports Illustrated is the People magazine of of our gender, right? Like there we love the ins and outs, the stories, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you can you, you can you can label it how you want, but there's no question there's drama on every football team. 
and and following that and watching it and then seeing the product on the field is exciting. It's 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 why it's why we enjoy it. It's not just a game. What do you forecast for Tyler Huntley coming up likely on Saturday? God, you know, I'd really like to see him get a chance. There's there's obviously some things that are problematic about him, and 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 I know that we've talked about this over and over and over again. When he is what I call an authentic quarterback, meaning playing to his skill set and not trying to be something that he thinks he's supposed to be, I think he can be a very effective quarterback. Does he have the accuracy and the arm strength to be a quarterback in the NFL? I hope so. I hope so. And I'd, I'd like to see him get a chance and be under somebody where he can really get the tutelage and really get the opportunity to show his work ethic and um, be, I, I guess, what you would say, a master of his craft, right? Like really getting immersed in football and really just being that kid that, that works hard. Do I see him being a starter? Man, that feels like a little bit of a stretch to me, but I certainly think that he could be a good player and that he could be a serviceable player in the NFL for a few years. You know, I hopefully, you know, every player that goes to the NFL, I'm, I'm hoping they get their four years so they get their pension. And then, and then from there, everything else is gravy, right? And, and I think with the year that he had last year, there's got to be an organization out there that can look at Huntley and say, gosh, you know, when he was in a, a, a pro-type system and when he was coached by Andy Ludwig, look at the progression that he made from this year to this year. Look at his passing percentage. Look at his efficiency. Look at the things that he did. And make no mistake about it, NFL coaches have some arrogance about them. They think they can do their job better than anybody in the world, better than college coaches, better than high. They think that they're better at developing and understanding how to develop than anybody else. And so I think somebody will take a chance on him, and I think that'll be a good thing for Tyler to have somebody that, that is working on developing him and, and that he can carve out a nice career in the NFL. Do NFL t- Are there still a lot of NFL teams you think that would want a guy, they've got a power run game and a guy who could be really effective throwing the ball deep and play action? Because NFL teams don't like to throw it deep because there's a better chance the quarterback's taking a hit. I don't really see Tyler throwing it 35 times a game in a West Coast offense. It doesn't seem to be a strength. But you look at the yards per play for the Utes this year through the passing game. They didn't throw a lot, but they could throw it down the field and make big plays. Are there NFL teams going to be attracted to that? I I think there's enough. um, And I think that's why he gets whittled down to a Saturday draft pick instead of a higher draft pick is because that's going to be the question mark. Can he throw the ball 30, 35 times a game? And I don't know what the answer is to that. I, I, I mean, every year, the one thing that you can say about Tyler Huntley is every year at the University of Utah, he got better. Yeah, true. The, the, the thing that is also a knock on him a little bit is he did have some injuries, right, because he wants to take off and he wants to run. So that's why he slides. That's why he drops. If you, if you watch a practice, if you watched him live in a game, I mean, he has the arm strength. Um, there are some things that feel a little bit forced about him, but he has the tools to play in the NFL. It's, it's whether he can develop, whether someone's willing to develop him into a quarterback that can stay around in the NFL for a while. Riley, we appreciate the time. As always, thanks for joining us. Hey, man, I, I love you guys. Thanks for having me on the show.